Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This podcast often deals with graphic, violent, and horrific crimes against men, women, and children. Please listen at your own discretion. If you are affected by any of the themes featured in this episode, please contact your local support charity. As I said, people were very shocked because uh, you you rarely hear, uh, you know, expatriates being uh, murdered. But I know those kind of cases live on in Hong Kong's memory. So certainly lives on in mine. But make no mistake about it, this was a big story. All sorts of people. I even got a call in the night from the Wolverhampton Express Times or something like that, asked me if this was the end of law and order in Hong Kong. The stick was used as a virtual weapon. Uh, with Nicola, she had over 550 injuries. We were, I would say, about a minimum of three people involved in the killings. This was Braemar Hill. Catching Worms, a Hong Kong true crime podcast. Seventeen-year-old Kenneth McBride and eighteen-year-old Nicola Myers did not return home from a study date on Braemar Hill on the 20th of April, 1985. The next morning, their bodies were found by a passing jogger. The police needed information and appealed to the public. Anyone who'd been in the area or had any information were asked to call the police hotline on 52913716. Working on the case was Detective Nori McKillop and Detective Trevor Collins. Trevor explains why they set up this hotline. There was always a hotline set up for the PPRB, Peace Public Relations Bureau, have a hotline anyway, but we'd set up our own hotline specifically for this case because we'd done it in the past for, for other cases and found that it was more effective if they felt they were going directly to the people involved in the, in, in the case rather than uh, somebody's just answering your phone and, and you know writing stuff down and then passing it off. Very very useful. We we, we rely very much on the public uh, to help us, um, particularly in a case like this where the, there was no obvious clues. This is Detective Nori McKillop. The hotline served not only the purpose of people giving us information on who the killers were, but also we made 
lots of appeals uh, for anyone who was in that vicinity um, to come forward. Um, for for hillwalkers, for example, uh, people who were picnicking in that area, or people who habitually um, go to that area. We wanted to speak to them, not because they were suspects, but because they might have seen something without realising it. So the hotline served not only the purpose of looking for the information on the perpetrators, but looking for witnesses, perhaps not directly witnessing any 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 action by any, any of the perpetrators, but the mere fact that they were in the area. We, we needed to interview them uh, to to rule them out as suspects and also to interview them for any looking for any information that they might have unwittingly uh, um, they might they might help us in some way and that did in fact we, we found lots of people in the area or who habitually walked around that area who gave us some pretty useful information this case was very unusual for hong kong a city known as one of the safest in the world the rate of violent crime had been declining steadily since the mid-1970s. Even for Nori McKillop, homicide detective who saw the worst of what Hong Kong had to offer. Never have I come across two young Europeans uh, uh, murdered um, with no obvious motive, other than perhaps to steal Kenneth's shoes, his Nike shoes, uh, or a few dollars that Nicola or Kenneth might have on them. But there was no other motive other than a sexual motive. Um, I'd never come across a case like this before. In fact, I, I doubt if such a case had occurred in Hong Kong before. So there was huge media attention, um, and quite rightly too. Uh, can I say, uh, the, the overall flavour I got from the attention was that the Chinese public were absolutely horrified uh, about this case. Yes, it was unusual, and they were horrified that two European children had been murdered. You might say perhaps they'd be just as horrified if his two Chinese children had been murdered. Um, but this was, as you say, very, very unusual. And the public, Chinese public uh, were just as horrified as the European public, um, if not more so. Radio reporter Tony Flores was on the hunt for the story. We don't know what's going on at the time, uh, but people were very shocked because uh, in those days uh, you rarely hear of um, expatriate or Europeans being murdered. Yeah, not uh, in Hong Kong. No, not in Hong Kong. So uh, it was very shocking. So the more we wanted to find out. But he wasn't the only one. This story had gone global, with the detectives working on the crime having to manage the media attention. And, of course, we had a lot of press uh, interest. And, and I was getting calls from all, all, all sorts of people. I even got a call in the night from the Wolverhampton Express Times or something like that. Asked me if this was the end of law and order in Hong Kong. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was quite a tasking sort of uh, initial few days. The media attention, there was a lot of... There's a lot of speculation in some areas of the press that uh, the huge amount of um, focus in this case was because uh, the, the the deceased were European children, which is absolute nonsense. It made me quite angry, actually. Detective Nori McKillop. Um, 
in any murder case that I was in homicide bureau as well as organized crime bureau and uh, I'd been dealing with homicides then for about 12 years and I'd never ever um, asked for resources and I was refused never in my career in Hong Kong police particularly in murder cases whether it's manpower equipment more money overtime extra forensic science that we might not have at other countries, for instance, FBI or London might be able to help us with. It was never, ever turned down. And this case was no exception. Despite the criticisms, it was hard for the press to satisfy the needs of the public. Journalist Tony Flores recalls. The people were, as I said, people were very shocked because uh, you, you rarely hear, uh, you know, expatriates being uh, murdered. Uh, and these were two young Britons, you know, teenager, teenagers. So people were very worried, uh, didn't know what was going on. Uh, you know, some, some, some people were saying, could there be a serial killer, you know, lurking around in the area? And the police, obviously, at the time, didn't have much information, you know. But the press reaction was even harder for those who knew Kenneth and Nicola. I think some of the press came under criticism for their rather graphic descriptions of the murder. Uh, not least was TVB, the new the television news program um, that evening, the Sunday evening, which showed them actually lying on the side of the hill, and that was, I had a bunch of kids in with me in the um, in my apartment when that was on. So we said, let's watch the news, and it was the first story up, and there was a picture of Kenneth and Nicola lying on the side of a hill. It was just huge screams. Chris Force, the teacher at Island School was not only dealing with the press and the shock of the students, but also the heartbreak of the families, with two funerals to be held. We went to the um, synagogue, because Nicola was Jewish, the night before Kenneth's funeral. So we went to Nicola's funeral in the um, mid-level synagogue, and the next day was, was Kenneth's funeral. Chris Force had taught Kenneth history and knew him well. I was asked at very, very short notice to speak at the funeral service in St John's Church, the Catholic Church in Cotton, Cotton Tree Drive. So I had, to stand, I had to stand up in front of an absolutely packed Catholic church to give a eulogy at very, very short notice. On the morning of the funeral, uh, I was having yet another debate meeting in one of the science labs and as, uh, and Vipayan Ghosh, um, who was probably Kenneth's best friend, told me that he was speaking at the, at the memorial service this afternoon, but that he, was, he couldn't go through with it. He said, will you do it? I asked him what he said in his speech. I didn't have anything written. I had barely really had chance to think of what I was going to say. I just had a couple of things in my mind. I knew that I was going to describe their their work. Uh, I knew that I was going to describe them. And I knew I was going to mention the parents. I just hoped that when I got up there, that I would be inspired to speak coherently. I, I know that I did conclude by saying words from the memorial service that, that we would grow old, but they would remain in our eyes forever young. Those words, forever young. 
a big responsibility to speak at such a public funeral with the eyes of the press, the school and their families upon him. Yeah, and it was just a sea of faces. I can remember when I described Nicola as that it would be impossible to picture her without a smile on her face. Her mother, who was in complete distress, just looked up from the front row and went, nodded affirmatively, as if that summed Nicola up, and I think it did. Early on in the investigation, the police began by looking into known gangs. Only four days after the bodies were found, the police were given a tip that a number of potential suspects were hiding out in the residential building on Panhoy Street in Quarry Bay. The building was sealed off and every apartment searched over a seven-hour period before the police called off the search. Although they had not located the gang, they had begun to build a profile of who they were looking for, as Detective Norrie McKillop explains. Now that was a result of, of profiling. We looked at the possible modus operandi, the way, of, the way of these killers might have operated, and we thought perhaps they would be type of group of uh, youngsters or adults, whatever, that with opportunist uh, robbers. So we're looking for a robbery type group of people who would looking for petty cash or whatever. So we, we reinvestigated a huge amount of cases. So we, we did a lot of research into um, after narrowing down into the possible types of groups of people that were looking for. We, we, we examined uh, robberies in Kowloon and other areas, not only just in countryside areas, but built up areas with people who might fit that profile of a group of people, opportunistic, um, quite happy to rob people of petty cash, might be involved in some sexual assault also. That's what led us to this gang that was operating in Kowloon. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So they had a group of suspects, but what was their motive? 
neither of them would have been carrying any any substantial uh, sums of money, just a few pocket money for for snacks. Of course, that was gone. Was the robbery? Was the motive robbery? Okay, um, we kept that uh, as one of the most likely scenarios. Another likely scenario was that it was a, a random attack, so opportunistic, opportunistic uh, attack to try and rob them of whatever small sums of money they had. In fact, this became quite a quite the centre of our inquiries uh, over the the coming months, as we narrowed down to try to profile the type of killer who would be involved in such a crime. And we we focused down on profiling a, a group of uh, perpetrators who would commit robberies in areas such as this, possibly with sexual attack. And over the next few months, we actually did round up a gang who was uh, almost fitted the bill almost perfectly: uh, sexual attack, uh, petty robberies, um, focusing on young couples in lonely places, and we rounded them up. We, we after interrogating them for several hours, it became apparent to me anyway that this was not the gang that we were looking for. So our, our investig- we handed that gang over to the uh, Kowloon detectives and let them handle them, follow through with the investigations, and we carried on with our investigation into the murder of Nicola and Kenneth. So a dead end after months of profiling and investigation. They were back to the drawing board with very few leads. I asked Detective Nori McKillop if he thought they would ever catch the killers. The theory that if a murder is perpetrated by more than one person, or a robbery even, or some some um, big case, that eventually someone will will uh, will talk unwittingly, uh, will be overheard, or. Uh, particularly in a murder case where he, he or more than one of them believes that they're less culpable than the ringleader, um, it plays on their mind. And sooner or later, someone will talk, and for with a bit of luck, someone will overhear that that talk, and that's exactly what happened in this case. Next time on Catching Worms. It was an initiation into the triads, as you probably know. The person I was told uh, um, belonged to the same tribe group as the ringleader. They are operating just like the mafia, Italian mafia, as triads in Hong Kong. We're using him to be our detective in a sense. Well, Well, we can't tread, they can tread. Someone was overheard talking. He bragged about being worth uh, half a million dollars, you know. Uh, The moment I set eyes on him, um, I knew instinctively that this was the right person. He's confessed. He said, I did it. I did that case. In memory of Nicola and Kenneth, the school set up the Nicola Myers and Kenneth McBride Memorial Fund. The fund aims to support underprivileged sixth formers from across Hong Kong. If you would like to give to the fund, please see the information in the show description. 
This has been a Create podcast. Make sure you hit the subscribe or follow button so you never miss an episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then please leave us a review and a five-star rating. It helps others to find us. You can follow us on Instagram at CatchingWormsHK. With special thanks to Detective Nori McKillop, Detective Trevor Collins, Chris Force, former teacher at Island School, and journalist Tony Flores. And thank you for listening. Catching worms. Chong. This term means to get yourself into trouble, causing unnecessary difficulties. It may seem like an odd phrase, but this slang is often used as an abbreviation of the full saying chong yap si fat. That involves putting said worms up your rear end, which to anyone's imagination definitely spells trouble indeed. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.